So this says, when will glass coffins become popular? When? Remains to be seen. <laughs> you like corny dad jokes. <laughs> hey, murder lovers. This is Mackenzie. And this is Fatina. And you are listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. Hey, everyone. You guys know the drill. iTunes reviews. We would love them. We would appreciate them. Now is the time to do it. We'll stop right here. <laughs> Go write a review. <laughs> we'll wait. Five stars, please. It would really help us out. I got a question the other day. One of my friends at work, she was like, are you just doing this to make yourself feel better? And I was yes. like, <laughs> yes, I need, I need you to tell me how great I am. But no, it gets us on the new and noteworthy section, you guys. So if you would leave a review, we would greatly appreciate it. Welcome to my TED Talks. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, especially to the Ward Weaver episode. I think the day we posted the Ward Weaver one, we had our highest download day to date. So we were super excited about that. Um, but I got a couple of texts after that episode was posted and they were like, Kins, something's up with you. So I had a bad week, guys. There it is. We talked about it. Move on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> when I got the, the audio file of that recording, I told you, I was like, oh, it's like listening to it for the first time because I don't hardly remember recording that episode. Thank you guys for listening anyway, and I'm I'm better now. Listen, we all go through ups and downs, and it is what it is. Yeah. And I'm glad to see your smiling face today. Thanks. And it's a little different. We're recording this during the daytime, so we night. have the blinds open, natural light coming in. I'm getting that vitamin D. <laughs> Do I look tanner yet? <laughs> Definitely good lighting. Oh, another thing that I wanted to bring up was that Netflix released that they are putting out a documentary on oh, the first episode bitch, we did. <laughs> first of all, Netflix, how dare you? How dare you steal our idea? Second, I would like 10%. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes. Yeah, so they are going to be doing, um, uh, in December, one of their things is... Um, it's called it's called Don't Fuck with Cats yep. the inter- or Hunting an Internet Killer or something exactly. like that. Exactly. And it is about our first episode, Luca Magnata. So A thieves. B listen to it. Listen to the podcast. Watch the episode. Tell us what you guys think. Let us know. Did we fuck up really bad or just fuck up a little? <laughs> Did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? Let a bitch know. <laughs> Also, I think it'd be really cool if you mentally prepared by listening to our podcast and then watching the documentary because I think, although I don't think they're going to go as far as showing the awful videos that he made. I don't made, think they will either. I think they'll at least show some stills of it and they will put a lot of things into perspective and it's still going to be gross to watch. I'm going to be watching it, but it's oh, going to be gross to watch. Because this is our lives now. <laughs> Netflix have... is dropping a lot of interesting stuff here soon, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm here for all of it. But I'm here for the Christmas season. <laughs> December 18th. I know they're dropping it so close to Christmas, it's kind of weird, but I mean, That's I will watch December it. December 18th. There's one on like December 2nd or December 6th or something that looks really good. It's like the Confession Killer, and I will be watching that one. And then you, season two, is coming oh, out on yeah. December 26th. Ladies, 
Man. If you did not catch my Instagram post about this, we are not going to sexualize Joe. <laughs> do it all you... <laughs> Listen, do not make me spit wine. <laughs> That's a crime. It's not sexy to have somebody stalk and kill you, okay? It's not a thing. Yeah, don't get stalked or killed. Yeah. <laughs> Words to live by. All right. So, today's episode is going to be brought to you by Mackenzie. And we have a Thanksgiving Day episode. Oh, that is coming up. So, yeah. that's definitely going to be out before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, this one people are probably familiar with because it has been ongoing and actually just kind of like settled last week. Oh. So, you'll recognize it Will once I? I get into it. Because mm-hmm. you haven't told me what you're doing. I have, but you weren't reading your text that day. Oh, well, what's new? So. <laughs> This is the story of Kelsey Barris, and she went missing on Thanksgiving Day last year. Oh. Yes. So, Kelsey Barris lived in Woodland Park, Woodland Park, Colorado. Kelsey Barris lived in Woodland Park, Colorado. In where? I cannot. <laughs> Kelsey Barris. She lived in Woodland Park, Colorado. Um, she had gone to school in Washington to become a pilot and then moved to Colorado after meeting her fiancé online. Okay, so at least it's not a kid Thanksgiving story. No. Oh, okay, you looked at me like you were going to say yes. No, yeah, so I was like, but what? a child will be impacted by it. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, I'm mentally preparing by drinking wine. Um, she worked at DOS Aviation, and she uh, worked there to train future Air Force pilots. That's a cool job. Yeah, apparently they have an Air Force base pretty close to there. So she was training their future pilots. Um, Her boss called her thorough and said that she kind of thrived under those high-stress situations. Um, Students loved to learn from her, and she often received really great evaluations as an instructor. So she was really well-respected by her students, and she was one of those people that, like, followed the rules, did the things that she was supposed to, was really on top of it as far as being an employee and everything. Cool. I like her already. Will I not like her? No, you're going to like her. Okay, (laughs) cool. I mean, there's not a lot of time to get to know her, but people loved her. Okay. Okay. So far, so good. Um, She's also a mom to a one-year-old daughter. She had her with her fiancé, Patrick Frazee. People described her as a wonderful mom and said her daughter was her world. And on Thanksgiving, uh, which was November 22nd last year, 2018, Video surveillance showed Kelsey grocery shopping at Safeway around 1230. She had her daughter with her at this point, um, but that's the last time she was seen alive. Doing grocery shopping for Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, on Thanksgiving Day at oh. Safeway. Okay. Yep. On Sunday, November 25th, her boss at DOS Aviation received texts from her phone saying she would not be in to work for the week. Cell phone pings showed that the phone was near Gooding, Ohio, which is about 600 miles away. Her fiancé said that he also received a text from her that day, although investigators have not released what that message said. And then on December 2nd, which was Sunday, the following week, her mom, Cheryl Barris, reported her daughter missing. She wait, said, why did she wait that long? Because she had gotten a couple text messages from Kelsey. Oh, so they thought she... Okay. Thought she was fine. Her parents, I believe they lived in Idaho. Um, She lived in Colorado, so it wasn't odd that they wouldn't see each other. But she'd gotten a couple texts from her in the meantime. Sure. And then enough time started to pass where she hadn't heard from her. Okay. She reached out to Kelsey's fiancé, which is Patrick Frazee, and he confirmed that he hadn't heard from her since that previous Sunday. Officers then did a wellness check at Kelsey's home, and everything looked relatively undisturbed. Hmm. 
But again, it was just a wellness check. They weren't doing a search or right. anything like that. They weren't Not gathering evidence yeah. or anything. Okay. The so police began working this as a missing persons case the following day. The friends and family of Kelsey joined in the search. Questions were raised about the possibility of her taking off um, and flying somewhere, like, because she was oh, a pilot. Yeah. Um, the family said she didn't own a plane and would not have flown without filing a flight plan. I was going to say, you have to. Well, you don't. I think you have to, but it's. Not like you can't get into a plane and it won't turn on if you don't file a flight plan. True. Right. Well, but for unless somebody... you're literally flying under the radar, you don't have to file, right? Right. I'm making shit up. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know exactly. <laughs> but I think it is required that you do, but it's not something that would prevent you from okay. being able to fly a plane if you It's a nice thing didn't. to do. Let other planes know I'm out there. Right. And that but... goes with air traffic and everything like okay. that. But because of the type of pilot that she was and her meticulousness and attention to detail. She it's would not have something done that. that she would have done. Right. Okay. Exactly. And all the planes at her job were accounted for. Hmm. So nothing was missing or out of sorts. Um, a press conference was held on December 10th. The police said that Kelsey's fiance, Frazy, was cooperating, um, but he was noticeably missing from the press conference. When the media asked about this, it was reported that he declined to attend. Okay. I mean, your fiance's missing. Right. His lawyer said that he did not attend because he was only given an hour's notice. So? I mean, I thought the same thing, but <laughs> he said that he would have been there if he had known in advance. But Was it more than an hour away? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, okay. Sorry. Red your, flags your are like... wheels are spinning. I know. She's on the warpath, people. Kelsey's mom at the press conference said that her daughter and Patrick did not live together. So mm. they had separate apartments, or he lived on a ranch, she had an apartment, but they didn't live together. She said that she wasn't the type to run off, that she was reliable, considerate, and honest, um, and that she wouldn't have taken off and worried the family like this. Mm. Cheryl said that she spoke with her daughter two times the day that she disappeared. She also said that she thought that even though Kelsey and Frazee didn't live together, they had a good relationship and called them loving. Frazee told Cheryl around the same time that they had had an argument over Thanksgiving and broken up. Whoop, there it is. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> um, and they had agreed to share custody of their daughter. He said Kelsey stopped responding to his text and he thought that she had just turned off her phone or put it on do not disturb. Like was just mad. Yeah. Okay. And when Cheryl kept pushing, he said that he thought maybe she'd flown somewhere with a friend. Uh, do you know what friend? Call the friend. Right. Frazee did give his phone to investigators. He also provided DNA samples. His attorney said that he was very cooperative with everything. And then his house was searched uh, by investigators who served a warrant on December 14th. Oh, wow. So pretty fast. Yeah. This all moves very, very quickly. Right. In fact, on December 21st, which is just shy of a month later, he was arrested. And was arrested for murder and solicitation of murder. Whoa. Yeah. Investigators said that they had not recovered a body but did not believe that Kelsey was alive. The decision came after interviews. Investigators also executed a search warrant of Frazee's ranch where he lived. Because he was a rancher. Did they find anything? Well, I'm going to tell you. <sighs> um, their daughter was placed in protective custody and she was then given to Kelsey's parents, so they have custody of her. Just for anybody who's wondering about the daughter, I'll get that out of the way right now. Question? Yeah. So, she was seen on video with the daughter mm -hmm. on Thanksgiving buying supplies. Yeah. That's the last time she was seen. So, was Patrick the daughter said, with Patrick? Patrick said that on Thanksgiving Day, 
after she went shopping or whatever, they actually met up and that's where they exchanged her. Oh, okay. So she was supposed to be with him. Splitting the holiday. Okay. Spoiler alert, that's not what happened. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, A woman named Crystal Jean Lee Kenny became a person of interest along the way in this investigation after he was arrested. Um, She had apparently known Patrick Brazy for about 10 years, and investigators said they were dating when the murder occurred. (laughs) We're going to call her Lee for short. Okay. Brazy had told Lee that Kelsey was an abusive mom and he needed to get rid of her. He tried to convince Lee on three separate occasions to kill Kelsey. What? Yeah. One was because she was an avid coffee drinker and really loved Starbucks. Her mom, right? <laughs> so her mom said that like she couldn't live without three things, and one of them, one of them was coffee. One of them was running, and what was the third one? I can't remember what the third. I can one do was. without running. Yeah, same. <laughs> but, but coffee was like a really. Really big one thing of those for her. things. Okay. Yeah. So he had tried to convince um, <laughs> Lee to poison coffee and take <gasps> it to her and pretend to be like a new neighbor or something like that, and gave her Kelsey's address, gave her a picture of what Kelsey looked like or whatever. And Lee went to the apartment to do it and then said she couldn't go through with it last minute. What? Yeah. And then on two other occasions, he tried to convince her to kill Kelsey claiming that she was being abusive to their daughter. Oh, shit. Um, Every time she backed out of it and said that she couldn't go through with it and he'd get pissed, but then by the third failed attempt, he decided to step in and just take care of matters himself. What a piece of shit. Yeah, and this kind of comes to light later, but I think that he was expecting Crystal Lee to do it and then take the fall for it so it wouldn't actually implicate him. She would just be the jealous mistress that... Right, and then he'd keep the kid just fine, and life would go on. Life would go on, exactly. So on Thanksgiving Day, Frazy covered Kelsey's eyes with a sweater and said it was like a game that he was going to have her guess candle scents. And she was like smelling candles as like a a game type thing. It's weird, I know. The whole thing's very corny. Do better. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, while she was smelling candles as part of this game, he took a bat and beat her over the head with it and then continued to beat her to death with the bat. What? Um, what? Yeah. And according to Lee, she said that Patrick Brazy told her that Kelsey's last words were, please stop. Oh my God. Um, their daughter was in the apartment at the time in another room. Stop yeah, it. their one-year-old daughter was in one of the rooms that they used for storage or stuff. Oh or something. my goodness! Yeah. So Lee said that Frazy called and said that he had a mess for her to clean up. Oh. I think she was living in Idaho. She drove to Colorado, um, and said that she spent hours cleaning up blood. That it was everywhere. She said it was the horrific. That. Yeah, and I can he imagine went, it gets everywhere. Yeah, he she said that according to him, it was like brutal that he just went in over and over and over again with a lot of force and just bashed her head in basically. Why would Lee drive down? Because she loved him. Oh, dumbass bitch. Yeah. So he said he had a mess for her to clean up. I'd be like, well, you better get to cleaning, like. <laughs> But she drove to Colorado. She spent hours cleaning up the blood. Brazy told Lee to also keep an eye out for a tooth that he thinks <gasps> fell near a vent. 
So he beat her so hard that she literally lost teeth in the process. But then Lee said that Frazee put a body or put the body in a black tote bag. Um, a tote bag? Yeah. But I also saw something that they were black trash bags. So either way, it went into a black bag. Okay. Um, and then she said the two of them took the body to the ranch. I read at one point that he stuffed the body in hay. Actually, this is what I think happened. They put the body in a black trash bag. Um, and he took the body to the ranch and he stuffed it in a thing of hay or whatever. Stack to of come hay. back later. The two of them then returned later and that's where he burned the body at his ranch. On like the stack of hay. Just No, so it. he put oh. it in a water trough and used lighter fluid and burnt the body in the water trough. Ew. Uh Lee said that Afterwards, he said to her, you don't know how hard it is to have Thanksgiving dinner after killing her. <gasps> I know. I feel so bad for you. It must be so hard. You still sat down and had dinner? Yeah, they went and celebrated Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, God. Can you imagine being that family and knowing all of this now? No. And you literally had a meal with a killer and his accomplice. Oh. Well, and it wasn't her family. Well, his family. Yeah, then. it was his family. Yeah. Um, and then he took the remains that didn't burn all the way up or whatever was left over. And then he, the theory at this point is that he either took the remains to a dump or he put them in the river. Um, but either way, those remains have not been found. It's just according to Crystal Lee that he moved or whatever was left. They know what happened. Yeah. Okay. During this time, texts continued to be exchanged between Frazee and Kelsey's phones. They were kind of like casual texts, just like talking about being tired or exchanging their daughter or whatever like that. But then on November 24th, the tone of the text changed and there was a message from Kelsey's phone to Patrick Frazee that said, quote, if this is truly what you want, I'll respect your wishes and give you space. Let me know if you change your mind. I'll leave you alone now. You can call me when you decide what to do. So this whole time that she's missing, because mom reported her Phone December 2nd, yeah. he's saying that he's still getting texts from her. Yeah. And they're showing, like, they, they approve that the texts are being exchanged. Ew. And then the next day, another text from Kelsey's phone to Patrick uh, Frazee that said, do you even love me? He responds to the text and said, why would I bend over backwards and stand behind you through everything if I didn't? So to answer your question, yes, I do. What? A, what? So Ew. Why would he do like, that? He sounds, he's trying to make himself the hero and the nice person. Right. It looks like she's done something or that something has happened and they've broken up and she's trying to win him back or whatever. And he's the understanding one that's like, I love you. Of course, I'll stand behind you, blah, blah, blah. But he not. Men. <laughs> when investigators pulled the cell phone records and saw like the location of the phones, it became clear that the phones were in close proximity when these texts were being sent. Like almost like they were in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> On November 23rd, this was the day after the murder, call logs show Frazee made a call to Kelsey's cell phone. Um, but again, the calls used the same cell phone tower near Frazee's home. Idiot. Indicating, again, that the phones were nearby. And that pattern continues until November 25th. 
He's just he's, he's calling himself. He's a fucking idiot. At that point, Kelsey's phone moves from Utah and kind of pings all over the place until it finally ends up in Idaho and then goes off the radar. Is that Lee taking it away? Yes, it is. Ah, yes. So Kel- Crystal Lee did admit that she took the phone to Idaho to dispose of it. She did too much. Yeah. Kelsey's mom found traces of blood in Kelsey's apartment after all of this um, and reported it to investigators who found it on the toilet, bathtub, trash cans, the walls, the towel rack, a vanity, and outlets. Like um, little specks of it? Because you said they'd Well, the toilet, in. they said there was like a stain. Oh. So... It wasn't little specks of it, and according to Crystal, she actually left some of it as evidence <gasps> intentionally. Did but... she, though? Well, right. maybe. Okay. Maybe she just doesn't know how to clean. <laughs> right? Women. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the DNA profile from the blood found matched Kelsey. Um, investigators also found a partial human tooth at the ranch, but <gasps> it didn't have enough DNA to test. So we're not sure if it's hers. Well, based on all of this, as well as from Crystal Lee's confession, right? She basically gave the confession in exchange for a plea bargain. They were able to arrest Frazy and charge him with murder. Frazy went on trial on November 1st of 2019. So that was just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend took the stand and said Frazy told him that he had figured out a way to kill her. No body, no crime, right? Yeah, dumbass. That was the quote, apparently, that he said to his friend. That didn't really work out for you now, did it, Patrick? And Lee testified that she had cleaned up the crime scene because she was afraid that Frazy might hurt her. She said that she accompanied him to the ranch to burn the body. That's how she knows that that's what happened, and that's why there is no body to be found. A customer of Frazy's also testified that he had said to her that he wanted Kelsey gone so he could just raise their daughter with someone else. Terrible human. Right. So during the trial, a video was also shown on one of the final days of Crystal Lee taking investigators through Kelsey's house oh. um, and showing all the blood that she'd purposely left behind. Oh. So they. So she could... knew where it was. Oh, well, she cleaned it. Well, I know, but if you miss a spot, you might not know where oh, yeah, it had no. been. So they found it in, <clears throat> um, like, the wood flooring and stuff between the flooring oh, and the like cracks and yeah stuff. everywhere so she kind of took them through the house and described what it looked like when she got there but also showed them like the evidence that she had left behind and stuff like that and kind of walked them through it so it wasn't just bullshit saying oh yeah i totally meant to leave that like she might have actually meant to leave something behind. yeah she might have yeah wow i mean good for her mm, i wouldn't give her that much credit <laughs> a little credit because otherwise, it's all circumstantial. Yeah, yeah. That's the interesting thing about this case is, like, we'll get into it. Okay. Hold. Okay. Okay. So. Did you say drink? Sorry. <laughs> I'm halfway through this really bottle already. Wine. <laughs> A fellow inmate also testified that Frazee had asked him to kill Crystal Lee, Kelsey's mom, and the primary case investigator while, while the two of them were housed together in jail and he was awaiting trial. So he just does not quit. No. The motive presented was custody and saying like that he basically just wanted full custody of their daughter and he wasn't going to get it as long as she was around because she wasn't the shit mom that he'd made her out to be. Frazee was ultimately sentenced on November 18th of 2019 to life in prison without parole wow. plus an additional 156 years. Um, the jury deliberated for four hours 
And during sentencing, the judge said, your actions are vicious, senseless, without reason or explanation. Um, Frazee showed no sign of reaction during the sentencing, but Kelsey's family hugged and cried when the Mm. verdict was read. Um, Lee accepted a plea deal in exchange for her testimony and is expected to stand trial for tampering with evidence on December 2nd. The maximum she's going to serve is three years. Oh, wow. So Cheryl, um, which is Kelsey's mom, said um, when she read a statement during Frazee's sentencing, she also asked for Crystal Lee to be given the maximum and said that basically she was just as culpable on the whole thing. The only thing she didn't do was raise the bat. So there's part of me that's like, yeah, I mean, good with for the three you for attempts, evidence, but at the same time, true. think of everything that happened before that. He tried to convince her three times. Right. To kill her. She could have stopped it. And the fact that she showed up with coffee and just couldn't go through with it. That means there was... She was so close to doing it. Mm-hmm. Even just the first time. Right. So she could have raised a, right. something and told someone about it. Right. So I get it. Well, yeah. prosecutors said that basically making a deal with Crystal was making a deal with the devil. Because ultimately it lets her off. But they've also said that without Crystal Lee, he probably would have gotten away with it because right. there wasn't really anything that tied him to it. What a piece of shit. He actually thought he was going to get away with this and get his daughter for... Yeah, so his plan was to involve her so she could take the fall. Like, that was his intention. Right. He brings her into it. She'll take the fall. It'll be her DNA on the apartment getting rid of everything. But because of the bleach she used, none of her DNA was actually left at the crime scene. There was nothing that linked Crystal to the crime scene Other except than her. for her. So his plan was that he'd link her to it. She would take the fall for it as the a jealous, angry mistress or whatever. And then he would get custody of their daughter and he'd skip away free. But wow. bringing in Crystal Lee is actually what ended up getting him convicted. I mean, I'm glad he's convicted of it. The parents have also filed a lawsuit against him for... Wrongful death? Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's where this story ends. So he basically shut and closed from Thanksgiving into Thanksgiving of this year. Yeah. What did he really think was going to happen, though? Like, what a crazy person to think he's actually going to get away with all this. Well, and that's the thing is prosecutor said that he would have, he would have gotten away with all of it if it hadn't been for her. Seriously. If you're having problems with someone, just tell them. Chances are they're not going to want to talk to you or they'll just separate. But they have a kid. I know, but that's what, that's what judges are for. They'll separate the weekends. They'll separate the holidays. You know, because what are you going to do with a simple? Yeah. Because what are you going to do with a kid with an? No other parent that's just missing. Yeah. Well, and now it's like, now she has two parents that are gone. Ugh. And... Poor baby. Thanksgiving at that house is never going to be the same. Ooh. That's rough. God. Fuck him for ruining pumpkin pie. That's the moral of the story. He ruined pumpkin pie. (laughs) Ew. I kind of... I don't... I hadn't heard of this case. Um... I want to see what he looks like if he looks as ugly so, as I think he is. Here's the part that that's interesting that you say that because I had a very different picture in my head of what he looked like. The thing to keep in mind of this is that they're all everybody involved is in their late twenties, mid thirties. Right. Um, I for some reason pictured like dumb teenage type kids in this situation, but it wasn't. Like I was picturing somebody that was like twenty. I'm picturing 
well, like someone that looks like Chris Watson. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> Chris Watts. Watts? Yeah, Maybe. Chris Watts. Watts. No, yeah. Watson. Here, I'll show you the family. They're like a little American family. Okay. But yeah, it is it looks very normal. similar like to the Chris Watts thing. Went to Sears and took a picture. It's funny because, um, you know, all the memes that are going around about serial killers being something of the 70s and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think what we will probably see with our generation is like these husband killers. You have, the I think single... Scott Peterson was kind of like one of the OGs yeah. or whatever. And then like recently we had Chris Watts. We have this guy. I think that's almost going to be the trend that we see for our generation. Fucking crazy. People taking out their baby mamas and their wives that just because. Or baby daddies. Have we had any baby daddies killed? I'm sure we have, but. Not you and me, but. <laughs> None of our baby daddies have been killed, no. <laughs> It'd be crazy to see how this develops. The single ones because yeah. they're trying to get away with it. I don't they're trying know. to be smart. Right. And, and I don't know how much it's going to be developed, but gentlemen, men out there, please listen to me. You all are getting caught. <laughs> you are not good at this. Go golfing. Go date your girlfriends and live, like, leave your wife or whatever you need oh to do. Gosh. Don't do that. But don't, don't kill them. Don't call your side chick killing to clean them, up either. Killing them should be the last option. Seriously. There's there's a hundred other things you could do. Go coach a t-ball team or something. This is not your calling. Yeah, don't don't go killing your wives or try and You're hire not... someone to do it. There's literally shows out there dedicated for people that are trying to hire someone to kill someone else, and you're going to get caught. Yeah. So listen, don't kill anyone. Just like, listen to our podcast whether and you're the, <laughs> get your fix. <laughs> the dumb son of a bitch, Chris Watts, that literally oh moves God. bodies in front of a camera. I've, oh. never, I've never experienced. You know... I, you know what the problem is, though? Mm. I'll tell you what the problem is. Is that the true crime audience is, like, the majority women. Like, when I look at our demographics, mm. 75% of it is women. The women are watching all of these shows, and they're smart enough to know how to get away with it. But the men have not. <laughs> they're not binging the Netflix, and they're not listening to the podcast. And then they go into it as amateurs. And then they're getting caught. That's your real they problem. they don't educate themselves. <laughs> This is not going to be funny to people. No, but it's not rocket science either. No, they're not going to be amused by us making fun of this. But here's the thing. Like, watch an episode of Law and Order or something. Literally turn on the TV and there's 50 shows on. Yeah. Oh, I'm out. So in the meantime, gentlemen, go watch a Netflix show or something. We've made great recommendations for you this episode. Um, but you're already doing great by listening to this, so thanks. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> Consider this lesson one. <laughs> and if you're looking for more lessons, <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at a stranger danger podcast. You can email us at a stranger danger podcast at gmail.com. Tell them the Facebook. Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> Facebook. Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. And we're also on Twitter now. Hey! Hey! So go follow us on Twitter. Our handle is different there because Twitter is... Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so that one is at SD True Crime Pod. 
our initials, um, but you can also just search this with Stranger Danger and it will pop up somewhere on the search results. So follow us on there, leave us your comments, suggestions, things that you'd like to see, people that you would like to learn from. Don't actually, don't learn from them. <laughs> people you'd like to learn about. <laughs> and um, I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead. Did I forget anything? No, ma'am. Okay. See you next week. Wow. Goodbye. Bye-bye now. <laughs>